Awesome, awesome. Hey, well, once again, welcome, PCC. My name's JF, and I'm just honored to be here with you today. And we're in August. Can you believe it's August already? The summer's like almost over, right? Well, I got to say, back to school, gearing up for that. Any any parents just kind of like, hallelujah. I got both hands up, all right? But I love August mainly for two reasons. Number one, uh, on the 21st of this month, Ashley and I are going to celebrate, is it 14 years? 14 years of marriage. I don't know. Starting to lose track here, but we're excited about that. And then the second reason is because my son, Fulton, turns nine tomorrow. Nine years old. It blows me away. So yesterday, we had a birthday party at our house for him. And uh, part of the plan was to, uh, his grandparents for a, a birthday uh, a couple of years ago, got the kids, maybe it was Christmas, a big uh, a, a, a water slide, one of those inflatable water slides. So we had that all set up. But we didn't check the weather report. So, so yeah, we woke up, and it's like 65 and raining. So I got Fulton. I'm like, hey, buddy, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're probably not going to be able to do the water slide because of the weather. And he said, are you kidding me? No, we're doing the water slide. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I have a Northwest kid, that's for sure, right? And so I spent three hours with 20 shirtless nine-year-old boys in my kitchen, in and out of the kitchen, and, and have, you know, I'm just, I'm exhausted. I can't just say I'm exhausted, right? Nine-year-old boys, they're just, they're violent, right? They just beat on each other, and they, they like it. It's crazy. So anyway, we had a really good Saturday. I hope you did, too. Hey, today we're starting this new series on worship, the subject of worship, and we just simply uh, named it, We Worship. We Worship, and I want to talk about that today, and I want to unpack uh, not th- not just the question as to why we do it, but the various ways we do it. Now, sometimes when we hear the word worship, we simply just default to singing and playing instruments like we just did. And that's actually what I want to talk about just for a couple of minutes here this morning. But throughout this series, we're going to unpack the various different ways that worship manifests in our own life. So today, I want to answer the question of why do we worship? And specifically, why do we worship the way we do through the act of singing and playing instruments, all right? So if you're taking notes, you'll see it on the screen. Here's my first thought, and that is because God asked for it. God asked for it, all right? That's the first thought I had. There it is, because there it is right there on the screen, because God asked for it. And when you're God, you get to call the shots, all right? So like if God was like JF, uh, as an act of worship, I want you to do 100 push-ups every single day. How many of you know I've got a lot of work to do? Aren't you grateful that the scripture doesn't say that we have to do that? But scripture is very clear as to different ways that we are to worship him. And here's one that's connected to singing and playing of instruments. Psalm chapter 150, verses 1 through 6. Here's what it says. It says, praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him. Here it is with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and lyre. Praise him with the timbrel and dancing. What? I feel uncomfortable with that one. Praise him with the strings and pipe. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with the resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. 
praise the Lord. In fact, that word hallelujah actually means highest praise. And the root word to hallelujah is halal, which means to shine. There it is on the screen. Hence, to make a show, to boast, and thus be clamorously, what? Foolish. To rave. To celebrate. Kind of sounds like Lumen Field during a Seahawks game, right? And, and some churches, not all of churches, but I'm glad that I'm a part of a church that gets this, right? So the question is, why do we worship the way we do? Well, because God asked for it. He enjoys it. And the more over the top we can be, it's that much better. In fact, Scripture says that King David, he got to singing and dancing and shouting so much that he danced out of his clothes. Now, I don't encourage you to do that this morning. I don't think, I don't think uh, Mount Tahoma will have us back. But that's what happened to King David, all right? He asked for it. Here's a second thought. Why? Be- because praise is my purpose. We worship because that's actually the reason why God created us in the first place. And here's what I want you to know. We don't just gather here in this school cafeteria, right? By the way, how many of you know the church is not a building? It is people. You are the church, all right? So when we gather like this, it's not just so that we can get fed, right? That's part of it. But the other part of it is to bring pleasure to God. And the way we do that is through worship. And in this context, we do it through singing and shouting and playing instrument. But that's not our only purpose. Here's a passage that many of you know. Look at this, 1 Peter 2.9. But you're a what? A chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. And here it is. Why? But that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Meaning, meaning we're supposed to be witnesses for all that he's done for us in our lives. As followers of Jesus, it's our, it's our calling, it's our assignment, it's our purpose on here on earth to let other people know what he's done for us. And that's my third thought, and that is for what he's done for us. Why do we do this? Because of what he's done for us. Why do we gather like this and do all this? All this put, it's because of what he's done for us. When you stop and ponder all that he's done for you, how your life perhaps was all upside down and, and you can fill in the blanks. When you stop and you meditate on that, you can't help but to say thank you. Thank you, God. I worship. In fact, I was doing that this week. I was thinking about, man, the past three years or so. I don't know where <laughs> my wife and I would be without, if it wouldn't have been for the Holy Spirit in our lives, holding us up, keeping us together. And I was thinking about that this week, and I just said, you know what I said? I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Maybe, maybe you, right now you're thinking about last year or, or 25 years ago and how your life used to look. And you stop and you just say, thank you, Lord God. All my life, we were just singing it, you've been faithful. There's been a lot of times in my life when I haven't been faithful back to you. But you never stopped running and loving towards us. By the way, I've heard, I've talked to people in the community. And, and they'll say to me, oh, Jeff, yeah, I've heard about your church. I, or, or someone said, I, I came to your church one time, 
and not, and they, don't, they didn't mean this in a demeaning or a mean way, but they said something to the effect of, you guys get a little crazy during worship. Like, like, like your people, like, go in, and uh, that's awesome. I mean, just like, you, and you know what I said? Yeah, we do. We do. It's important to us. And, and, and one, of the, one of the many reasons why it's so important to us is something that Jesus mentioned and experienced in Luke chapter 19, verse 37. Look at this. The whole crowd of disciples, insert Pacific Coast Church if you want to, right? The whole crowd of disciples burst into enthusiastic praise over all the mighty works that they had witnessed. Then the religious folks showed up. Some Pharisees from the crowd told them, teacher, get your disciples under control. Look what Jesus said. He said, if they kept quiet, the stones would do it for them, shouting praise. Why do we worship the way we do? Because he's done so much for us, which leads me to my last thought. And then we're going to receive communion and sing a couple more songs. And that is because worship changes everything. Why do we do it the way we do? It's because it changes everything. And I don't say that generically. I mean that with my whole heart. Because at first, the problem is big. And when you begin to worship him, the problem in that moment seems to get a little smaller. Do you know what I'm talking about? Maybe you've experienced this. Where you walk into church on a Sunday morning and you're carrying the weight of last week and it is heavy. And you walk in and all of a sudden Kevin and Trenise and the team, they start to sing. And within about two minutes or so, all of that stuff, that scary diagnosis that you got on Wednesday, that pink slip that you got on Friday, that relationship that seems will always be broken, all of a sudden that weight seems to get a little lighter. I don't know if you're like me, but this has happened to me hundreds of times, where even me as the pastor, man, I've walked in down, right, kicked down, and all of a sudden, we get to about the middle of that first song, and all of a sudden, man, something begins to happen, and what is that thing? Worship begins to change the atmosphere, and I believe that with my whole heart, my whole heart. My whole heart. And I love how King David describes his experience in Psalm 18, verse 3. He said, what I called on the Lord. Who was what? Worthy of praise. And what happened? He saved me from my enemies. <laughs> right? Worship changes everything. You say, yeah, well, JF, I don't, I don't feel it most of the time. I don't feel it most of the time. Yeah, JF, I haven't seen that change that you're talking about play out of my own life. Look, I got the right intentions. I go to church. I'm doing my best. And sometimes I listen to the song, and, and I don't even really, those songs aren't even really my preference. They're not my style. I'm not fully into it. But then I leave, and my life is, it's, it's like it isn't exactly how I want it to be. I don't experience the change that you're talking about. And I was reminded of a passage in Habakkuk that talks about that. Verse 17 and 18 of chapter 3, it says this, Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vein, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, meaning, so I've put in all this work, 
I've done all the stuff that I thought I'm supposed to do. I had all these expectations. I'm going to church. I'm trying to do the right thing. All of that stuff, despite where I find myself, what does the word say? It says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my Savior. Friend, maybe you find yourself in that type of a season even right now. You find yourself in a season just like that. You're doing everything you can and things aren't panning out like you'd hope. And so consequently, you don't feel like worshiping God. Can I just say, do it anyway? <laughs> can I just say, do it anyway? Because what? We talk about this a lot. Seasons come and they go. They come and they go. Good ones, bad ones. In every season, can I just encourage you to keep on worshiping God? Keep on praising him. Why? Because he's still God in every single season. And so I'm not going to wait for my favorite song. Can I be honest? There's some songs that we sing here that I don't love. Trinice, you, you there's songs that maybe you don't, you know, that's, that's just the way it goes. You know what I mean? But it's not even about that, man. It's about the words that we're singing. It's about what he wants from us. Why do we do it? Because God asked for it. Because praise is my purpose. I'm not going to wait until I feel a, a, a tingle. Tingles are great, by the way. I love tingles. And we serve a good God who gives them to us, right? But, but that's not what it's about. It's about doing what he's called us to do. Why? Because worship changes everything. Come on, we're going to receive communion. And then we're going to sing just a couple more worship songs, put this into practice. If you didn't uh, get the, uh, the little cup and the wafer on top, you want to just raise your hand and we'll get it to you right now. Yeah, there's Brother Dave. Raise your hand up here. We, By the way, if you're newer, we receive communion corporately the first Sunday of every month. But by the way, if you want to take it every Sunday, we can make that happen for you too because we always have the elements on site, all right? Look at Miss Catherine. She's just running around. Thank you, Miss Catherine. Some more folks back over here. that thing that Jesus said, do this. It's a direct command. He said, do this. Remember me. First Corinthians chapter 11, the apostle Paul said, on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took some bread. Come on, get that little wafer out. Took bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body which is broken for you. Maybe you want to just break that in half too. Boom, look at that. Symbol, symbol. So this is my body, which is broken for you. Whenever you eat this bread, remember me. Remember me, the broken body of Christ. You know, the broken body is connected to healing. Healing. Jesus came that we 
may be healed. So if you need healing in your body today, I'm gonna pray for you. If you need healing in your mental health, if you need healing in your relationship, whatever it is, broken heart, this is what this is all about, our healing today. So God, we very symbolically, we lift this little piece of bread, unleavened bread to heaven as a symbol. We obey what you called us to do and we remember your broken body that was broken for us. You, 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 did, you went through that for us so that we might be healed. And that's your desire for us to be healed. So in Jesus' name, we're in agreement. Healing regarding sickness has to go in Jesus' name. If you're sick in your body, just agree with me right now to be healed. Yes, let it be so, Lord God. In our mental health, Lord God, in our minds, heal our minds. Heal our relationships today, Lord God. We lay it at your feet, the situation. Lord God, the one that doesn't seem like it's gonna be fixed according to our understanding, but we're reminded that you can heal anything. So we lean on that and we thank you, Lord God. And we remember in Jesus' name. Come on, let's take it together. is always tricky. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> the same way that he took the bread, St. Paul writes that he took the cup. Jesus said, this is the new covenant in my blood. Whenever you drink this cup, remember me. And when you do this act, I paraphrase here, you're letting the whole world know that I'm coming back one day. And aren't you grateful for that today? I'm reminded that there's new life in the blood. There's new beginnings. Man, I'm grateful for a do-over, aren't you? So come on, let's raise that cup. Lord, we thank you for your shed blood. We remember your shed blood, the significance of it. Lord God, I thank you because of what you did on the cross. Your blood covers every mistake I've ever made in the past and even the ones I'm going to make in the future. Your love for us is radical. It makes no sense. And, and we're, not, we're not supposed to make sense of it. All we're supposed to do is receive it. So we receive it today. We thank you for new life, for salvation, for a do-over, a start again, if you will. It's because of what you did. We couldn't do it for ourselves. We're doomed. So we thank you for the gospel, the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And we say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the commitment you made for us and the sacrifice in Jesus' name. Come on, let's take it together. Come on, someone to say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, friends, would you just stand to your feet?